This Facts and O'Brien podcast is brought to you by Gary Thomas and the Wealth Technology Group in Westfield. Where it's not what you make, it's what you keep. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 949. 649. That's what I meant. Yeah, right. 549 Rock 102. (laughs) Jesus. Even I mess it up. Uh, yes, and then now you know how easy it is. No, no, that's the first time I believe in 23 years. Okay. Anyway, Paul McCartney in Rock 102. Yeah. Sunshine today, uh, last few days of summer. Uh, actually, last couple of weeks. Let's not rush things. It's the last couple of weeks of summer. Today's going to be nice with a high of about 80. So, right now, uh, 62. Hey, what do you say we hop right into some Hollywood trash with Steve Bittenagel and Rock 102? All right, we head over to our uh, our funeral watch. From Tuesday, Sm- m- Tuesday morning funeral watch. Brought to you by Smuckers. With a name like Smuckers, it's got to be good. It's got to be dead. Legendary Today Show weatherman Willard Scott died on Saturday. No word on the cause of death, but he was 87 years old. That might have something to do with it. Scott's- Isn't that a kick in the teeth? The guy spent his entire career focusing on people that made it to 100, and no. he couldn't do it. Yeah, he didn't make it. He'll never be on a jar of jelly. Yeah, he uh, spent 65 years on NBC. He joined Tom Brokaw and Jane Pauley on the Today Show in 1980, where he famously wished viewers happy 100th birthdays. He stepped aside as the regular weatherman in 1996 and was replaced by Al Roker, but he continued to make regular appearances until his retirement in 2015. He also created and portrayed the original Ronald McDonald. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know that. I thought he was also Bozo. I think he was a Bozo, but there were many Bozos. B-O-Z-O? Yeah, that's right. Bozo? Stuck on a clown from the 60s, man. Roker said, quote, we lost a beloved member of our Today Show family this morning. He was truly my second dad, and I am where I am today because of his generous spirit. Does his first dad know about that? I don't know about that. Willard was a man of his times, the ultimate broadcaster. There will never be anyone quite like him. That's true. It there is true. That's also yeah. very, very true. And that might be a good thing. Michael K. Williams from The Wire was found dead of a suspected heroin overdose at his Brooklyn apartment yesterday afternoon. He was only 54 years old. Williams was discovered face down in his dining room. It's not clear when he died. A relative spoke to him on Friday, but he failed to show up for an engagement on Saturday. A nephew went to check on him yesterday. Williams played Omar Little on The Wire. His other credits include Boardwalk Empire, 12 Years a Slave, Happen Leonard, and When They See Us. He actually uh, started out as a backup dancer for Madonna and George Michael. Before really? He was encouraged to try acting by Tupac Shakur. Huh. I mean, like that. Well, one hell of a career this guy's got. Yeah. Well, up, up until that last part. Had, yeah. Stanley Tucci was diagnosed with cancer three years ago when a tumor was found at the base of his tongue. After a regimen of radiation and chemotherapy, he is now cancer-free, and he says it's unlikely to return. The base of his tongue. Yeah. Can't even imagine how far down... It's like uh, right in the middle of your throat. It's only that far? Yeah? Well, how far did you think? Uh, Probably uh, right around uh, mid-chest. No. chest area? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not quite. But maybe that's where it began. I'm not really under... I I never really understood where it began and where it ended. I know. That's what I mean. It's like, like, uh, you know, for men, it's like the the thing. You know, Where, where does that start? Actually, I believe it's the two ends of the tongue. <laughs> maybe in your house. Uh, Megan Fox. You may be coming at it from the other side. Yeah. 
Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly hinted that they had sex on a kitchen table in their Airbnb. Megan captioned a photo, quote, when I tell you that the table at this Airbnb saw some things, then uh, Machine Gun <sighs> Kelly replied, I'm really glad that's not our table anymore. I'm gonna have to have my uh, I'm gonna have to have my cleaning crew down in Florida <laughs> pay a little bit extra attention to the dining room table. I was gonna say you make you better make sure that table's sturdy enough. Oh, it's sturdy. I'm just worried about uh, the finish. When you uh, <laughs> when you can take a black light on your kitchen table and see Machine Gun Kelly's uh, human helmets, yeah, you know, right. That's, that's when you got a problem, right? When Don't- sex involves coasters. Yeah. Or a centerpiece. Or or a placemat. Right, exactly. Maybe a a long table runner. Uh, Kaylee Cuoco and Carl Cook are getting divorced. Kaylee Cuoco and Carl Cook? That's cuckoo. Calling it quits? It's cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. (laughs) They said, quote, our current paths have taken us in opposite directions, but they added that there's no anger or animosity, except for what that bitch did to me last week. (laughs) Except all the reasons I hate her. Speaking of uh, big-name Hollywood types, uh, probably about 7 o'clock last night, I'm Standing out on my deck, and uh, I see this plane going overhead. It's obviously a private jet. And for whatever reason, I decide to look on that uh, flight radar uh, app I have. Uh It's going from Martha's Vineyard to Van Nuys, California. And I'm thinking, boy, I I wonder which big celebrity that is leaving Martha's Vineyard after a long holiday weekend. Could be Larry David. I thought that was the first name I thought of. Um, but you know, obviously, some some bigwig from Martha's Vineyard to L.A. on a private jet. He got into a, a little supermarket uh, argument with mm. Alan Dershowitz a few weeks ago. Yeah, I saw that. He, but he then again, you know, you watch the show. I'm sure he gets into supermarket supermarket arguments on a regular basis. Was this a, was this a, like a like whether a certain fruit is fresh, or like a, like the Mackinac peaches, mm-hmm. or no. a melon? No, it was about uh, how uh, Larry didn't agree with uh, Alan's uh, defense of all these people in the Trump administration and all this other stuff. So then they had this little powwow in the middle of the grocery store. Yeah, it was actually uh, kind of funny. Uh, Donda by Kanye West. I was going to say, didn't Larry David learn anything from Mocha Joe's? Uh, No, no. He only collected an awful lot of money for it. So he thought, might as well keep going. Uh, Donda by Kanye West debuted at number one on the Billboard charts with 309,000 copies sold. That's the biggest release of the year so far, but Drake's certified lover boy should replace it next week hate the Drake. with around 600,000 copies. So he's going to get his uh, his Donda handed to him. I guess so. Yeah, that's right. Well, how else are you going to support the, the payments on those 76 Raptors you got riding around on your ranch in Wyoming? That's true. You might have to sell one or two. Uh, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings set a new Labor Day box office record with $90 million. Star Simu Liu said, uh, quote, this film will change the world. Pride where there was shame and compassion where there was ignorance. I was listening, uh, reading uh, both, some article over the weekend about the box office and uh, COVID. And, you know, the the... They were talking about all these different movies that have been released this year and the amount of money it took to make them versus the amount of money they made from them. Mm-hmm. Some of them were just laughable. You know, like an over $100 million to make, and it took in $16 million right. on its opening weekend. But they also, those are write-offs for those companies, too. 
When you don't, million when you don't do- make. But a hundred million dollar production cost for no, a movie. That, that that's that was a bit much. Num- that was just the number I kind of pulled up. I right. mean, it's, it's certainly it's much more than that. Well, I think what they do, and again, with all the streaming services out there, and with the way these movie companies have, you know, they've kind of gone hand in hand with releasing mm-hmm. things on on uh, these streaming services. Mm-hmm. There's got to be some sort of contractual issues that they get paid no matter what. Well, somebody better tell that to. Uh... What's her name there? Who? The girl uh, who did the Disney movie uh, claimed she didn't know it was going to be released uh, online, and she's suing. Is it Kate Beckinsale? Not Kate no, Beckinsale. No, it's, uh, oh my God. Uh, Why can't, what? Yeah, big name. She was with the Bill Murray in that movie where he, uh, what the hell's her name? Uh, uh, Katy Perry. No, no. no. Uh, uh, Taylor Swift. Uh, oh my God. What is her name? Beyonce. Oh boy. Uh what is her name? Her name is uh, suing Disney. Scarlett Johansson. Scarlett Johansson. There you go. It's in a yes. right on the tip of my tongue, and I mm-hmm. just couldn't say it. Right and on that- the tip of my tongue, the other end. <laughs> the <laughs> okay. base. Yes, the base. I don't know. Again, I don't know what's going on in your house. <laughs> yeah. And that is your Hollywood trash on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Hi, I'm Steve Tebow. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Benjamin Moore Paint, Cabot Stains, plus rock-solid painting advice and expertise. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Well, folks, another big week for Springfield, Massachusetts, the birthplace of basketball, because this weekend is the Basketball Hall of Fame enshrinement ceremony for the class of 2021. Paul Pierce, Chris Bosch, Ben Wallace, Chris Weber, they're all getting in following a jam-packed week of excitement. Now you might ask, hey Baxi, didn't we just go through this already? Yes, we did. In fact, we had the annual enshrinement six months ago to accommodate the last class whose ceremonies were postponed due to COVID. But hey, why focus on the bad stuff? We should be focused on what a big week this is going to be for the city of home, Springfield, Massachusetts. Now you might ask, Hey, Baxi, what time should I get to the Mass Mutual Center for the enshrinement ceremony? Well, that's another interesting question because six months ago, the Basketball Hall of Fame chose to move the ceremonies out of the city where it sits and move all the excitement to Mohegan Sun, 68.6 miles away. 87.2 miles if you choose to take 9 south rather than 2 east, but either way, it's a bit of a drive from where the game was invented. Although, I do believe that Dr. James Naismith once said, You know what would make this new game of basketball great? Moving it all to Montville, Connecticut. Well, this time, Entryment is back at the Mass Mutual Center, and the ceremony happens to start at 7 p.m. Now, you might say, well, you know, Montville does have an exciting casino and a much larger arena to hold such an important ceremony such as this. And yes, that is true. But the folks at the Basketball Hall of Fame can see a billion-dollar casino from their front yard. And as far as the arena goes, the Mohegan Sun Arena can only cram 300 more people in than you can fit in the Mass Mutual Center. So while it's only natural the Hall of Fame would rather go to Connecticut, but since many of us complained about it endlessly for six months ago, I'm pleased to say the Hall of Fame has moved half of all the things they do right back to Springfield. And I think that shows great progress. Certainly, you wouldn't want the city to own the whole event by themselves, but it's a start, and that's good enough for me. 
But hey, you know my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Pull up Rocky's September sales flyer in your phone or computer loaded with bargains on Scott's Winter Guard Turf Builder, Milwaukee Power Tools, Werner Ladders, and plenty more. What's on sale at Rocky's? It's always at your fingertips at Rockies.com. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 611 and Jimi Hendrix on Rock 102. Uh, mostly sunny today with a high of about uh, 78. It is 62 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, later on this morning, I'll be talking to Bev Jones. Bev has written a book called Find Your Happy at Work. Now, it's a four-day work week, so uh, that's good. But mm. what do you do for the rest of the year? That's going to be a real challenge. So we'll be talking to Bev after 8 o'clock this morning. So uh, a couple interesting things over the uh, the long weekend, and when you uh, live a life as boring as mine, you find that what is referred to as interesting can oftentimes be really you think that's interesting? Saturday. I'm already on the edge of my seat <laughs> waiting for it. You sure know how to sell it. Oh, I'm a, I'm a seller. You sure do. Yeah. Uh, Saturday morning, there's an article in Mass Live about this new, I don't know if it's a new airline or it's just adding a new flight. But, uh, you know, I found it interesting because it's, a, it's Bradley to Orlando, which would be where I go to when I go down to the villages. It is uh, Thursday to Sunday. You you actually it's an actual scheduled flight where you know it has a, a a return date as well. Now the disappointing thing is, I mean, it takes off Thursday at like 11 a.m., which is not bad, but it leaves Florida uh, on Sunday at like 9 a.m. It's like you know that that's a little early. If you're gonna if you're gonna create a four day weekend. You know, make it a 3 p.m. flight home. It's three hours back. I got to tell you, though, when when, I, uh, when I'm when i leaving on vacation to go back home, mm. I don't mind having uh, at least most of my day to kind of gear myself up to go back to work. Yeah, I usually don't go back to work the next day. I yeah. usually take another day. Like, I'll come back on a Saturday. So I have Sunday to decompress. Exactly. So if it's, but, a, if it's a Sunday, given a choice between an earlier flight or a later flight, Yeah, I'd take the earlier flight. Well, I, I would too if it was uh, a week long. But I mean, this is, just a, this is just a weekend getaway kind of thing. The thing that really surprised me, because I looked into it, because you know, I'm thinking, well, down the road, who knows? Maybe I'll be able to do something like this. Uh, and, it, and it advertises an 84, flights as low as 84, do- fares. As low as eighty-four dollars right. is what it says. And when you go into the uh, it's it's Sun Country Air. When you go into the Sun Country Air website, let's say you want to book one of these flights, you look and you notice that every seat on the plane has a dollar figure on it. So the fare is eighty-four dollars, <throat> but no matter where you want to sit, you pay for your seat. The first third of the plane is like $35. Then there's probably five or eight rows where it's uh, $15. And then the rest of the plane to the back is like $10 a seat. Do they also charge you a, a buckle fee as well? I'm not sure. How about I, the, how about the tray t- table charge? Yeah. I mean, I've never heard of that before. A, a fare, you know, they're, they're promoting the fact that the fare is as low as $84. But every seat has to be paid for. Every seat I haven't heard before. I have heard the difference between uh, if you want to sit next to the person you're traveling with, mm-hmm. that may cost you 
extra. That, I've heard. I've heard, I've heard of. I've heard of emergency rows, bulkheads, extra leg room, but to travel with the person that you're with. Yeah. What if it's a child? Children are different. If, uh, but if it's a full flight and mm. they're down to like single, you know, single seats. Yeah. They may charge you to move somebody else, wow. so you can sit next to the person you're traveling with. That just that just surprised me. Fares as low as eighty four dollars, and oh by the way, everybody has to pay for their seats. Well, I'm a, I'm su- I'm surprised they're doing that way, but in, on on some level, I'm not because you know when you fly or have and granted, I haven't been on a plane since since COVID, but prior to that, you know they always found new ways of pulling more money out of your pocket mm-hmm. whether it's the weight of your carry-on uh the the weight of your checked-in luggage color of your shoes well you know maybe not to, maybe not to that degree but you know there are always new charges that happen every time you go so because you know they're cl- they're crying about uh, you know losing their shirts in this business and you know i'm crying because i'm losing my shirts to use their business but they, but it's not it, it's this is taking it to an extreme i think because yeah. if you're if it's an $84 flat rate, I would like to think that I can get an $84 seat with no frills. Yeah, well, I'd like to think I can get an $84 seat with armrests. Um, so if you think that was interesting, where do you hear this other story? Well, just moderately so. I was uh, actually waiting for something to actually uh, occur. I've been uh, taking the uh, labels off my cans of wax beans. Oh, my God. Can't even tell the difference. Where'd you get um, these stories? Uh, from Nagel. Um, so anyway... <laughs> Uh, I go to, I forget where I was going, but, uh, I, I go to my car in my garage and, um, I pull the doorknob, pull the door handle and, uh, it's locked. And I'm like, oh, geez, that's right. I forgot the keys. So I go in the house and, uh, the keys aren't there. And I'm like, what? so I start checking the pants pockets of what I can remember having worn, you know, most recently. Right. Because I just put, I just threw on a pair of sweats to go out the door, but I oftentimes will forget the keys, and I'm like, I can't find them, can't find them. I've got a, I've got a secondary fob, and I stopped using that a while ago because I believed that the battery died, but I didn't replace the battery. I just went to the other fob and started right. using that one, which would render the fob useless. Yes, seemingly, seemingly. So I'm like, okay, well, maybe if I can, uh, oh, so what I did was, um, so I grab a flashlight because a few days ago for the first time ever, I thought, you know what? When the car is in the garage, why not just leave the keys in the car? Because the doors can't lock when the keys are in the car. So uh, after searching all my pants pockets and anywhere I can think of that I might have left my keys, I'm Mm. like, you know what? Let me just check something. And I grab a flashlight because it's kind of dark inside the car in the garage even with a light on and sure enough there's my keys in the cup holder on the console wow and the doors are locked it's not it's usually if i do that uh in a parking lot the second the door closes the horn beeps twice indicating hey you're locking your keys in the car and that didn't happen to you this time around and then they right and then the the doors don't lock but this time they did so this other fob uh, that I'm trying has a has a little uh, indentation on the back with a little knob in the center of it that you can push, and I uh, and I'm assuming it's going to make the the back pop off and 
expose the battery, and then I'll be able to take the battery out and go to the store and replace it. Yes. But I'm I'm and I'm using a pen because I don't have fingernails, so I'm uh, I'm using a pen. You just got flat nubs. Yeah, well, I I took them off uh, accidentally. I meant to burn off the fingerprints for counterfeiting, and instead I took off the nails. So um, uh, I'm using a pen to push this little button in, and then uh, I can't I can't at the same time I can't get the back off of the fob. It's just not coming. So I uh, I decided to turn it upside down and see if I can do it that way. When I turned it upside down and I pressed that little button, the top falls out of the fob. Yeah. And attached to it is a key. You didn't know that happened? I did not know that happened. I didn't know you could not know that didn't I've happen. I've had this car for probably eight years. Yes. And it's a key. It's an old-fashioned key. That goes into the keyhole. You know what's on amazing? The is every fob I believe in America has the same hidden key. I had no idea. I wow. thought it was just a battery in there. And 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 also, my car has this little uh, lighted uh, code thing on the side of the car, right? On the door. But I have no idea what the code is. I have no idea. You never wrote it down no, or saved it? No. No, I thought I did. I thought I did. I was looking through some places where I keep uh, information, but uh, I had never written it down. So then I Google it, and I find out, oh, it's right on the doorpost. It's on wow. the inside of the doorpost. I'm like, yeah, but you got to be able to open the door to see the post. This is an incredible story. I know, it really, you this know, is the kind of weekend I have. Yeah, well, listen, uh, I know I don't have a whole lot of time to share my great discovery over the weekend, but this is a... Well, you have next hour. Well, it's, I, it, but, you know, these kinds of stories, your story, my story, these should never take a full a full hour oh, to discuss. Oh, please. Are you but, kidding? Uh, okay, I'll tell you, my. I, I'll, I'll, later on this hour, I will yeah. share my incredible discovery myself and uh, you may find uh, this to be every bit as intriguing as you figuring out there's a key inside the fob i no no idea really no one ever said that i don't remember anybody ever saying that to me when the uh, the late mike belise uh, gave you this car sold he you this sold, sold you this car mm-hmm. god rest his soul uh he did not explain he didn't fob actually, technology no he didn't actually i mean i you know i still went with a dealer even though it was it was believed, I mean, I, a salesman. I still went through a salesman. It's so not they, like Mike came over. So with they the car. probably uh, were under the impression that you would just have known. How that, would you just know that? How would you just know that? Because most people realize there's a key inside the fob I, in case the battery dies. You can still get in the car. Wow. You can still operate the car. Wow. Yeah, that's uh, pretty wild. Yeah. No, I've I've had a couple of cars uh, with fobs, and uh, one of the first things I figure out is. How to get that key out of there? Because no. you, you just never know Didn't even what know. kind of uh, emergency situation would require mm. a key. It was like the greatest box of Cracker Jacks ever. Wow! Like this is the one where you found the stickers yeah, inside. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Or the tat, the fake tattoos. Right. Sure. Yeah. No, key. I get it. I get it. Key inside a fob. <laughs> Who would have thought? I know. I never. I didn't even realize. <laughs> I didn't even realize there was a keyhole in the doorknob. It's like, you know, modern cars now, they, they hide things. Mm-hmm. They, you know, you don't know where the gas goes. Oh, I know. You know, you know you're trying to pull the back license plate yeah. all the time what, until what you year, rip it off. What year is that car? Uh, 2013. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that is new technology. Oh, I know. That is, uh, I know. 
It yes. sneaks up on you. It's new this year, and it's already antiquated next year. It's, He's in a fob. 623 on Rock 102. It's 627 with Bax and O'Brien at Rock 102. Actual key inside a fob. Yeah, I know. I, swear, it, I never, I never thought I'd live to see the day. I can't believe that uh, that it never occurred to you that might be something inside that thing. There, I thought there was a battery, but uh, there's you know. a key and a battery. Uh well, one of the little flat uh, batteries that you can uh, buy at nearly any store in America. Yeah, well, I'll tell you, I suppose it should have made sense. Uh, put a man on the moon, why can't we put a key in a fob? See, this is the reason why, uh, if you have to replace a fob, it's so damn expensive. Because you get the uh, the battery, and then all the circuitry inside, plus there's a key, there's a key unique to your car. Yeah. To That's... the door and to the ignition. <laughs> I'll tell you what, technology. The, uh, the, now, there is no... You know what? I don't think there's an ignition in my car. <laughs> do you have the it's, manual it's in a, the glove compartment of the car? It's a, it's a put, yes, I do. Well, I, I suppose I might, but I don't know how to unlock the glove Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, it requires the key. It's the key and the fob. Let's laugh. Tell me. Tell me what's fun. It's Bax and O'Brien's joke of the day. Well, it's nice to find a fellow with a keen sense of humor. On Rock 102. Joke of the day brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Get three years complimentary maintenance at Gary Rome Hyundai. Wedding Farms Road in Holyoke, and that's no joke. Oh, my God. That is hilarious. Springfield's Classic Rock. You know, uh, when you get married, uh, there are four different classifications of sex. Four of them? Yeah, that's right, four of them. When you're uh, newly married... You have house sex, meaning uh, you have sex in basically every room in the house. And then after you've been married for uh, a little while, it's bedroom sex, meaning only sex in the bedroom. And then, and then a few years after that, many years, I would say, uh, you have what's called hall sex. That's where you just pass each other in the hall and say, F you. And then, and then, oh, there's another one. Sorry, there's another one. There's four. Then there's courtroom sex. That's when your wife and her lawyer F you in the court in front of everybody else as they take every penny you got. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if only that was funny. <laughs> Booyah.org slash Massachusetts. 6.33 with Bax and O'Brien at Rock 102. It's time for news. Brought to you by Aquatic Pools and Spas. Save now in all carbon above-ground pools. And Haywood Salt Chlorine Generators, 730 Union Street in West Springfield. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Oh, thanks, Bax. The 2021 three-county fair is in the books and was highly anticipated after the COVID-19 pandemic forced the fair's organizers to cancel the majority of events and activities last year, but was in full swing this year. That's 20- terrific. 2021 three three county fair oh oh the 20 oh i yeah, see yeah. the year and the name of the fair right yeah. okay uh well i gotta tell you I, I can't speak for that but i know uh you know festa ended uh yesterday uh over the weekend and that i got till i didn't know that went till monday yeah they uh they uh you, they do have like some monday events it's not uh, you know it's not like you know friday and saturday when they had bands playing or or anything like that, but mm. uh, yeah, you could still go on uh, on Monday. And Damn. I gotta tell you, it was uh, I had a blast. Yeah, I saw your uh, picture on Facebook. Everybody was socially distanced and uh, staying six feet apart from oh, each yeah. other. Absolutely, uh, yes. Yeah. I, yeah. I I stood six feet away from everybody mm-hmm. at all times. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. 
Uh, well, you know, I mean, I was at least six feet away from the Great Escape. Uh, Saturday night. Away from the band? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Or just away from everybody? No, that's too... Well, actually, for, for the most part, away from many people, too. I oftentimes try to take a position somewhere uh, in the distance. I see. I was on the pike. <laughs> that's a good distance. <laughs> Although, uh, not so far where you couldn't hear the no, band. No, no, no. Of course not. I wanted to be able to hear uh, open arms. Uh, I went to the Three County Fair over the weekend. And? Uh, it was all right. I mean, uh, you know what I've noticed now that the uh, the vendors are doing for the games? Mm-hmm. They're letting you just buy the prize now. What? Really? Yeah. <laughs> That's like the participation so, trophy. So this guy, the guy at the, uh, it was the uh, the strongman thing. You know, with the mallet and you try to ring the bell. Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this is a little kid one. This okay. isn't like, you know, it's not for adults. Right. And uh, this guy who's running the thing goes, $5, and everybody wins a prize. I'm like, five bucks, everybody wins a prize. That's not a bad deal. And then he goes, but for 15 you can have the other one, uh, uh, you know, the big one. You know, they're not doing Are they really doing that? Yeah, they are doing that. And I'm like, you know what? <sighs> finally, finally someone smartened up and went, you know what? Just let the people buy the prize because you're going to spend that much money anyway trying to win the damn thing. You think thing. it's a good idea? I don't yeah, think it's I a think terrible it's a gr- idea. I think it's a it's great a horrible idea. idea. Oh, really? Yes. Have you ever dragged two kids around a fair who's screaming and oh, crying? Yeah. Yes, what I damn, have. Uh, but, but, big plushy bear? But two things are at play here, Steve. <laughs> yeah. One, you're you're teaching children the importance of grave disappointment. Mm-hmm. Two, you're also, uh, if you're if you lose... You're going to want to spend more money because next time you're going to be able to get that water pistol into that clown's mouth or knock or knock but, down those milk bottles with with the with the softball. But this you, way this nobody is, loses. Yeah, but it's like a it's like a participation trophy. It's like giving a kid a trophy because they lost the game. Yeah, what's the kid really what's the what kid really learning, learning from yeah. that experience? Yeah. It doesn't matter what the kid is learning. It's about the convenience of the parent. I told you years ago I was at the Big E. Remember the Big E? Yeah. Happens every year. What is that? Well, not know. every year. Well, most almost every year. Never heard of it. And I was, uh, I was, uh, yeah, I fashioned myself to be a top-notch, internationally ranked whack-a-mole player. Mm-hmm. And I go up to the whack-a-mole, right? And I grab my mallet, and there's this young kid, probably seven, eight years old, talking trash, bobbing, weaving, thinking he can beat the old man at right. whack-a-mole. I crushed that little kid. Mm-hmm. He never had a chance. I'm mm-hmm. whacking moles left and right. Yeah. He's missing them. He doesn't know what the hell he's doing. I have great hand-eye coordination and great mole-whacking technique. To and the I, point where the kid was crying by the time he left. Well, yeah, well, after I, I hope so. after I taunted him for the yeah. next five minutes, of course. And he never picked up another mallet, another mole mallet, uh, for the rest of his life. Now, what would that child have learned if he had just won himself a prize? For his participation in yeah. whackable, he would have le- he would have learned nothing. No, no, he would have learned. Uh, hey, uh, you know what? Money talks, and you can buy your way through life. That's so not the way. Yeah, yes, no. but that that is a that is a poor poor excuse of a uh, of, of a lesson that here. Is capitalism, here, my friend. That's not uh, a poor learning experience. That what, is, this, what this young boy learned is uh, don't let the fat old man. Uh, fool you. A fat old man can whack yeah. as much moles as anybody else. Yeah, I bet you can. I bet you're good at whacking moles. I just, I just can't believe these carnies with their, uh, 
Well, you know, I mean, I could wait for these kids to win this uh, yeah. at or, $5 a pop, or I could just sell them the prize for 15 Yeah, yeah. You know, they really are taking the sheen off the trustworthiness of a normal carny. Exactly. I think it's a great idea, well, and I think more uh, carnies should be doing this. Yeah. I, I think you're out of your mind, and I think they're crazy for doing it. We you're did, ultimately spending probably the same amount of money. We did get the, uh, the, the see the pig race, though. That was fun. Oh, that's kind of fun. They're little baby pigs, and they're running around. And there's this little kid who was doing an awesome job doing the like the emceeing the whole thing. Really? Yeah. And then and then I, because I was the loudest, won the blow up piggy. You won the what? The blow up piggy it's for a, being it's, the loudest. Yeah, she was looking. The kid was looking for people to make noise in the crowd, and nobody was making any noise. So I'm like, wee wee, there we go, let's go. And I won. I won the piggy. John, Steve's used to squealing like a pig. Yeah. Uh, well. Lots of people are at the three county fair. You just have uh, you have no idea what fun is. Fun. I, I don't care yeah. to. Did he, did you listen to my whack a mole story? What could be more fun than whacking a mole? Yeah, but see, you beat the crap out of a little kid. Yeah. You could have let the little kid win by just buying the prize outright. And what would by he way, what would he have learned from that lesson? Yeah. I have uh, now twice lost at whack a mole. You've lost at whack a mole. That's how I end up with melanoma. No, that's not not pick a mole, not freeze a mole, expose a mole. Right, yeah. An injured swimmer was rescued by the Holyoke Fire Department on Monday afternoon after falling on rocks along the Connecticut River. Uh, Holyoke Fire Department Captain Kevin Cavanagh reported that the department was called to the Dinosaur Tracks Park on Route Five after receiving a nine one one call for reporting an injured swimmer. What the hell's going on at these dinosaur tracks? Some guy's trying to steal the footprints last week. Somebody trying to drown in the footprints this week. I didn't, I didn't even know there was a park. I've never been there. I didn't know there was a park there. Uh, I've never been down there. I've, been, I've driven by it maybe mm-hmm. a million times. Oh, yeah, but I've never been down to the bottom. Times. Rescuers found a 54-year-old man on the bank with a hip and leg injury. He uh, had apparently slipped on wet rocks. The crew used a Stokes basket stretcher. To carry the man up the steep access where he was brought by ambulance to a local hospital. No other injuries were reported. Mm. Be uh, careful around wet rocks. Yeah, well, that'll that'll be the thing that kills you. Well, that's what killed the dinosaurs. You know how many dinosaurs died in Holyoke? That's why their footprints are there. Mm-hmm. They slipped off into the banks. Yep. If you go down three, four feet in the river, you can see the big bones of the, of right. the dinosaurs. Of where they of where they slipped <laughs> off yeah. the rocks. Right. A uh, store employee was hurt during an unarmed robbery at an East Longmeadow convenience store Monday, police say. Uh, East Longmeadow Police Chief Mark Williams said that the robbery at the Pride Market located on North Main Street was reported just after 7.30 Monday morning. Williams said the suspect, who was masked and wearing a hooded sweatshirt, was able to get money from the store's cash register before running away in the direction of Springfield. An employee at the store was injured during the incident. It was taken to Bay State Medical Center, but is expected to be okay. When she... When she tried to fight the robber. See, I didn't see that part. Yeah, that that's what I saw on Mass Live. Female uh, clerk tries uh, tries fighting with the robber. First of all, you don't usually expect that from a female. And uh, secondly, uh, why bother? Well, I'm pretty sure Mr. Bullduck's got know, all kinds of insurance. <sighs> And I'm those sure, kinds of things. and I'm sure that is probably what they're told to do is uh, let the people do, you know, take exactly. what they want. Which is why I got fired from Caldor. But you don't know uh, what the initial reaction was. Maybe it, who knows? If somebody comes at you, 
Mm-hmm. Your first reaction is to defend yourself. Right. So maybe that's what it was. Mm. Yeah, so we don't really know all the details of what's going on. Well, so, usually we do from that first reading in the paper. I'm yeah. a little surprised that uh, you know, Cumberland Farms, Pride, some of the others, don't have like a like a button they can press that sends Steve Nagel out to bust up any crime. Oh, my crime fighting days are over. Yeah, Come on, that was, that was a long time ago. Now but, uh, yeah, you're still as intimidating today as you ever were. Yeah, but I'm uh, I've hung up the, uh, the the hero cape. I don't blame you. Suppose they gave you free coffee for a year. They already did. Pride. Right. Uh, Come no. on, Farms did. But what would Pride do for you? Well, and, uh, I would maybe like free lobster rolls for a year for oh, Pride. There not, you go, uh, man. I'm not. Uh, I'm not so keen to go grab the coffee. At Pick the your overpass, man. How much? How much would you say uh, is a year's supply worth of gas station lobster hey, rolls? I mean, know, how many? How many lobster rolls does it wind up being for a year's that. supply? You keep saying that. I, 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 I defy you to have gone to Maine any time in the last thirteen weeks. And, and seeing whether you could have gotten a better lobster roll at some shack on the beach. I think you probably could. I don't think so. I absolutely I think, think you could. I think it would have been just as good, if not better, from the gas station. I would go to a ramshackled roadside shack in Maine for a lobster roll faster than I would do it at a gas no, station. You don't know what you're missing. Even a gas station in Maine, I would second-guess my choice. It's, the same, it's probably the same lobster. It's how do I know it's not half-rate sweatshop yeah, lobster? Yeah. <laughs> because if you eat it and you realize, oh my God, this is the best lobster I've ever had. Baxi doesn't want just lobster with good taste. Baxi wants lobster that tastes good. Mm. Baxi doesn't like lobster with bad tastes. That's Baxi right. and bad taste and lobster kind of clash. That's right. Labor Day is the unofficial end of summer, but it turns out not many people actually agree with that. Only 26% of Americans feel like Labor Day marks the true end of summer. 19... I've been saying this for years. 19%, you're, you're a true pioneer, John. Mm-hmm. 19% said when it's uh, when school starts back up, and 39% are keeping summer alive until the official first day of fall on September 22nd. See, I'm curious as to how many of those 39 percenters are parents. Because, I mean, it's it's basically parents who think that summer is over at Labor Day because kids are going back to school. Mm-hmm. But for the, but I wonder how many of the people who realize, no, it is September 22nd, uh, are, are without kids. Well, society itself treats Labor Day as the end of summer. I know. You know, when know. you talk about, uh, the, obviously, the kids going back to school, that, mm-hmm. that's been going on for like three months now. Right? Yeah. Uh, but, you know... Uh, Things you're, you don't have as many if summer related events. Nope. Listen, by this point of the year, I'm over summer. I'm done with it. It's time to move on. I see pumpkin drinks. I see kids going to school. I see uh, the leaves are starting to change. But more importantly, there's football coming up in, in a few days. So <laughs> to me, I'm focused on fall. Speaking of, uh, of of leaves changing, did you see the story from 22 last week? Let me see if I can find this again. The headline was, uh, trees are changing color because they are stressed. No, they're not. It's because it's the end of summer. I was going to say, doesn't aren't they stressed every year mm-hmm. around this time? I yep. believe that's what the whole thing is about. Yeah, so they, they go on to say that, oh, because of all the rain, uh, the leaves are changing colors already. Yeah, they're stressed. What, well, what, what does a tree have to worry about? Oh, I'm stressed. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, I, I can I can see it a little bit. I mean, you can see where the weather that we've had this year might have had some kind of an effect on it because it has been a really crappy summer. Um, nevertheless, the leaves do change every year. Yes, but time. some of them some of them change faster than others. Like I've always noticed because I'm the kind of person who starts looking for that first colored leaf on July 5th, and um, I've always noticed that unhealthy trees change their colors faster. Um, so, you know, there are other trees that will hold out until, uh, well past this Columbus Day. Well, because unhealthy trees are dying already. Yeah, so that's they, right. They're not holding on to the green as much, especially right. if it's like only like three or four green leaves on their branches anyway. But even the healthy ones are probably changing colors a little bit earlier this year than, than normal. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be uh, mostly sunny with a high of 79 tomorrow. More of the same with a high of 82. It's 53 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 654 and the Eagles on Rock 102. Speaking of uh, being already gone, um, there's a story out this morning in a number of different places. I've seen this uh, where a soccer player who um, unfortunately had knee surgery back in 1982. And due to an error with the anesthesia, he fell into a coma. He was in that coma from 1982 until yesterday when he died at the age of 73. Mm. 39 years in a coma. It's a long time. Now, he was at home. He, he was allowed to, to be at home. Uh, his wife had him uh, at the house. And uh, I'm just, you know, just trying to imagine. First of all, it's amazing that we, that we uh, would hold on to something, someone, for that long, having been told, and I'm sure she was told, that this was irreversible. Um, but then, to stay in the house, to have him at home, it's like, how do you entertain company? What, what do you what do you say about him uh, if he's like uh, I don't know if he's on the couch or uh, yeah. in a recliner? M- many people in that kind of situation don't have a lot of folks over. Mm-hmm. Typically speaking, yeah. I just you know, and then what do you what do you do? I mean, I assume. Well, if they're not eating and they're not drinking, then they're not eliminating anything. Well, I mean, they're, I'm sure they're hooked up to IVs, and so they are they probably are eliminating something. Oh, there's probably some. a catheter. Yeah, uh, there probably is. That and kind of thing. it's, you know, all taken care of. And, and uh, of course, things have to be switched. You know, the IV bags, the catheter bag. I mean, everything's got to be uh, dealt with. When do, you, when do you start dating? Well, I don't or, know. About uh, 15, know, 16 years in? I think if there's, you know, no possibility they wake up from the coma. Uh, then, I mean, you got to go with what you're comfortable with. I actually read uh, a Dear Abby-type column the other day of a person whose one parent, the father, I believe it was, has Alzheimer's and wants to know when his mother can start dating. And the the person whose column it was said, uh, you know, yeah, now is fine. If and it had been a while, and they, you know, they went in the letter. They described the severity of the Alzheimer's, and the, you know how long it had been, and how bad it was. Well, it's how, not like how it was involved, the day after the diagnosis. How involved is the mother in uh, her husband's care? Not really. Yeah. So he's, he's in a in home. A, he's in an. Yeah, he's in an institution yeah, somewhere. 
So that's a that's a that's a tough call. I don't uh, know. I mean, I don't know. Thirty nine years in a coma. Jesus, it's a long time to be in a coma. Yes, it is. It's a it's a it's a lifetime. And uh, yeah, man. I mean, how do you even make the bed? <clears throat> uh, I, that's a good question. I I don't I don't really know. I suppose there's a lot of. Well, you know, they, they do, uh, I believe they what they do for in a hospital is they'll they'll roll the patient. Yeah, I know. You know one side, take care of the bed on, on the other side, Plus roll him back, and then, fin- then and there you go. There's yeah. other ways of doing it. Hey, football is back in New England, and this Sunday, uh, Coors Light and Rock 102, you give you a chance to win $5,000. You join Pat Kelly and the Rock 102 Road Crew outside Tap Sports Bar at MGM this Sunday from 3.30 to 5.30. As New England takes on Miami, if the game's opening kickoff is run back for a touchdown, someone is going to win $5,000. Now, if it doesn't happen, then nobody wins the $5,000. But there are lots of other great prizes, too, from Coors Light and Rock 102. Watch the game at TAP at MGM Sports at, at, at MGM Springfield, and you could win five grand and hang out with Pat Kelly from Coors Light and Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. They better run it back. It's 658 and Rock 102. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Benjamin Moore Paint, Cabot Stains, plus rock-solid painting advice and expertise. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? As many of you know, I have a tendency to dabble in many of your social media platforms. The Facebooks, the Twitters, the Instagrams, the TikToks, the Yik Yaks, the MySpace, or what have you. And while I'll be the very first to admit that social media is a festering cesspool of voyeuristic hatred, misdirected facts, and narcissism, I am attuned enough to know that those are the things that make it so much damn fun. Unfortunately, the social media websites are loaded with trolls, scumbags, dirtbags, lowlifes, and knuckle-dragging idiots who simply don't know how to conduct themselves with a shred of humanity. And 98% of the time, I'm okay with that. But it's that 2% that rubs me the wrong way. Yesterday at the U.S. Open, tennis player Shelby Rogers, who's ranked number 43 in the world, was upset by Great Britain's Emma Raducanu, despite being internationally ranked at number 150. Now, that was a fourth-round match, and it wasn't for the championship, but Shelby lost in two straight sets. These sort of things happen all the time. Of course, she did beat top-ranked Ashley Barty in the previous round, but again, that's how playing at this level can be. However, after the match, Shelby Rogers spoke at a press conference where she revealed that she was going to have to deal with, in her words, 9 million death threats on social media. Now, to me, 9 million death threats sounds like an awful lot of death threats. And while that number may be slightly trumped up, what is disturbing to me is that anybody would want to kill somebody based upon a tennis match. I mean, it's just tennis. You're not talking about a jealousy-fueled love triangle. You're not talking about a Keith Morrison-style Dateline murder investigation. You're talking about somebody being so upset over a fourth-round tennis match that they take their phone and are compelled to threaten somebody with their life. To me, that says more about you than the woman who couldn't break deuce. And if that's the case, then perhaps you might want to put the phone down and find something else to do with your time, because being a filthy troll is no way to get through life. But hey, never my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. I see you next summer with a very healthy lawn, because you're going to go to Rocky's this week for Scott's Winter Guard Turf Builder. Only 20 bucks with your Ace Rewards card. It covers 5,000 square feet. How many bags you going to need? Get them now at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. So that's my view from the couch. Away, no. Springfield's Classic Rock at 7-Eleven. 
and Aerosmith on Rock 102. Sunshine today, high of about 78. It is already, uh, well, actually, it's dropped a little bit. 61 in downtown Springfield. You know, you uh, you mentioned your uh, your story about uh, finding a key inside your fob, not realizing yep. that the fob comes with a key inside. Yeah, and uh, by the way, a friend uh, texted me and said they also did not know that. Really? Oh, so, yes. So there's two yeah. of you out there that didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, there's probably many more, but huh. I'll tell you what, the bar has been set for interesting holiday stories. Well, let me see if I can top that one for you. Uh, remember years ago? We no, had, I barely remember days ago. Do you remember when uh, we had a Bax and O'Brien cruise? Yes. That set sail among many international ports of call. Yeah, it went to uh, from uh, Miami to Bahamas. Uh, to the Bahamas, uh, St. Thomas, St. Michael's, uh, St. Regis, uh, I believe, uh, St. Bernard, St. Louis. Yeah. Anyway, uh, a lot of uh, holy saints uh, were there. Now, this is before 9-11, obviously. It's a long time ago. And, uh, and back then, you could, in theory, travel around the world without having a U.S. passport. Now, uh, if you recall, and again, this goes back a lot of years, two days before we were to leave for that cruise, mm. uh, we had a cleaning lady come to the house. And the cleaning lady, I believe, uh, it, it grabbed a pile of papers where our passports were sitting and threw them out, thinking, threw them away. thinking they, were tra- they were not in the house. I mean, we had the passports. We left them out for the uh, sole purposes of having it you know, right there and accessible as we were leaving, and they were gone. It's also come to my attention that you had sex with the cleaning lady on your desk. Is that wrong? Had I known, mm-hmm. uh, so I had. To, so we went on the cruise. We had our uh, you know, other documents that allowed us to pass through you know, you know one port of call to the next without any problem. And uh, but we thought, well, when we get back, we got to make sure we get our passports, which we did. So we reapplied, got replacement passports, and boom, we had them. So uh, let's fast forward a couple of years. Uh, I have now a new passport, and uh, I find myself suddenly living in a new place. Mm-hmm. And I new country. Uh, well, Chicopee at first. And then, uh, then Springfield soon after that. Mm. So when I moved from, from Chicopee to Springfield, I made sure that I had my passport along with everything else that had been in that sad divorced guy apartment. Right, because you can't go from Chicopee to Springfield without a passport. No, but I thought if ever I had to like leave the country on short notice, mm-hmm. you know, to 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 get away from it all, like uh, if uh, like for example, uh, I was wanted. Yeah. For a crime, right. I would use the passport or fake it on the passport. Mm-hmm. Get, anyway, the point is, we moved. I moved to Springfield, and then uh, you know had all my paperwork. What I thought, what like in one drawer, right? All my important paperwork was like in one drawer that we set aside, and I thought, I'm in the clear. Anything ever happens, or we want to travel, I know where to go to get it. Exactly. So then one day, I, uh, Jen, and I were t- Jenny and I were talking about, hey, wouldn't it be kind of cool to go on a long trip to a foreign country? Like Vermont. Vermont, for example, yeah. which is just like a foreign country, although you can pass those borders without any problem at all. If you're lucky. It's very porous, you could say. But uh, I 
could suddenly no longer find my passport. Oh, boy. It was not in the drawer. It had not fallen behind the drawer. Did you recently hire a cleaning lady? We had no cleaning lady. We cleaned up after ourselves. And uh, I couldn't find it. Now, this would have been like six years ago. That's how long ago it's been since uh, the last time I had seen the passport. Hmm. So I'm thinking, well, this is, uh, I'm going to at some point have to uh, replace it with a new one, claim it as lost, and then I will get a new passport. But of course, you know, it's not with no immediate travel plans. It's, you know, you just don't do that. Right. I get this. Uh, text message uh, just the other day, fortuitous as it may be, from my brother-in-law, who uh, would like to get together and uh, between my sister and him and my wife and I and, like, go to a foreign country. He said, hey, have you ever been to Europe? I'm like, well, no, I have not been to Europe, but I, uh, but I would, we would love to go, you know, like Spain. And I've never been to Spain, but I kind of like the music. And he is a foreign national, right? Well, he's now a U.S. citizen, but yes, he uh, he is originally from England. Okay, so so he's asking you to go back to his homeland with him. Yes, because uh, you know Jenny has uh, family and uh, family land in uh, in Ireland, mm. and she said, "Well, you know, I'd love to go and see the family farm." He said, but then I explained, well, you know, we would have to uh, you know work out our uh, our passport situation. Uh, Jenny's is expired, and mine's been lost. Right. So, okay, so he said, well, then you'll, you'll get your new passports and, you know, we'll, we'll make plans down the road. I'm like, okay, well, that sounds, uh, that sounds reasonable. You know, they're just, uh, you know, you know, early plans. And yesterday I'm just, uh, you know, filling through some, uh, some papers. I found an old uh, briefcase of mine, a couple of boxes. A briefcase? And, yeah, an old briefcase. Uh, nothing was in it but crackers. Mm-hmm. And my passport. What? I know. What? All these Wait. stale, yeah, stale crackers. And uh. in the middle of this thing, lo and behold, the very next day after this text conversation with my brother-in-law, I find a passport. Oh. It's got two years left to go before it's expired, and now I got a passport. That's a little bit more crazy than discovering that there's a key in your fob. I don't know. Uh, I think we're looking at a Facebook page question. <sighs> I think you should put it up on the Facebook page, who had the better Labor Day weekend story, uh, me or you, and then uh, we can post them. On uh, on Facebook for the people who weren't awake an hour ago, uh-huh. and then they can uh, they can decide. All right, that sounds a little bit complicated. No, to be it's honest. not at all. You've all you've put up hundreds of uh, Facebook questions. Yeah, but I try to keep it simple. Who had the better uh, Labor Day weekend story, Bax or O'Brien? Okay. And here are the stories. If you missed them, <sighs> you see that's. But I don't have time to oh, explain the story. Well, okay. Well, he no, can... you're not going to explain the stories. You just post the stories. Post the uh, the audio of the stories. Steve, do you want to do that? Uh, we we can definitely do that. But, yeah. Uh, you know, nobody listened to my weekend Labor Day story. Well, maybe uh, you can cancel the guest at eight o'clock and tell your story then. No. Uh, well, what was know, your story? Make myself Steve? happier at work. What the hell are you talking about? Uh, yeah. Okay. Did Did you have a Labor Day story? No. Well, not you really. did. You told your Labor Day story. You went to the three county fair and you got a free prize. I got a free prize, and uh, I also uh, like the method that they're, um, you know, charging the 15 bucks okay. to get then, the thing. Then make the question, who had the better Labor Day weekend story, Bax O'Brien or Steve? 
Okay. I can make that. Can you do that? All right. Steve's going to do that. And and we're all going to be very disappointed disappointed by the results. Someone's going to walk walk off here feeling hurt because they didn't get all the votes that they were expecting. That's what a contest is. It's not a contest. It's simply simply a poll question. Well, it's a poll contest. You know, one of us is going to win and two others are going to lose. Which means two people are going to get disappointed. You got twice as much disappointment. Hey, we got as... a lady coming on telling us how to be happy at work. Well, that's I don't think we could have picked a better day. <laughs> well, that's all about fantasy. Yeah. These were real stories, right, right. stories that yeah. actually happened, as opposed to I, uh... something that occurred in in like a, like Never Neverland. Yeah, I got to tell you, uh, the idea and and everybody I think realizes what good friends I am. Uh, with my ex-wife and her husband. And to be honest, and he too was also uh, born in England, and uh, and his family is all still back there. And I know together those they have gone there uh, on many occasions. And I, and I have found myself uh, intrigued enough to want to possibly check out the place. And I wouldn't want to do it without uh, a guide or someone who knew mm-hmm. where to take me and what to show me and things like that. But but the idea of vacationing with another couple, and it really doesn't matter who the couple is, uh, the idea of five or six days or five or six hours on a plane uh, with another couple, there's there's nothing about that that I find enjoyable. Well, on the plane, at the very least, uh, you're not sitting next to each other, most likely. And if you're on a plane, it's usually you know you like two rows, you know two seats here, two seats there, and you're not really talking to each other for a good six hours. You get like six hours of uh, of quiet time. Mm-hmm. And even when you're there, it's not like you are required to spend all of your time. With the other couple. You also don't want to go traveling with a couple that you're not confident in. They're not going to drive you crazy. That's mm-hmm. why. I, you know, I haven't found that couple yet. That's no, what I know, I'm saying. I know, and I, hey, listen, I, I'm, I, I don't blame you. I know that you know when we've traveled, we've traveled uh, with a couple like for a weekend. Uh-huh. You know, where we've uh, you know got a, gone to a bed and breakfast and you know they're staying in their room and we're staying in our room. And then you know we get together for dinner and everything. But you know we get along fine. You know, that's nah. that's not a a real issue. A week in a foreign country with another couple. Yeah, that's a tough. One. That's a tough one. I mean, yeah. I, I agree. I mean, that's that's kind of like trying to find a needle in a haystack. Mm-hmm. But you know we have you know there's no commitment yet. I mean, there's no. Well, you know, there we, is now. That you found your passport. Well, now you're but, gonna have to figure a way out. Well, Jenny has to renew hers because hers is expired. So, and you, know, you got to figure out a good time to do it. You know, it's not like uh, you know everyone complains that we have. Too much, uh, too much vacation time. I guarantee you, we don't have as much as you think. No, we do not. And uh, so, I mean, it's a European vacation. Do you just just take a single week, or do you take two weeks? Uh, yeah, these, these, no, 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 no. They with frown another two couple, week. with another couple, I'd be lucky if the four of us come back in a week. Yeah, no, I, I two I, weeks. I, that's way too much. Now you're back to talking the old days. When your when your in laws would show up for thirteen weeks at a time. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. Yeah, I know. No, that, that's that's not happening anymore, and mm-hmm. uh, and I don't have to worry about it. But uh, yeah, I, I agree. But yeah, you know, but if you're going to go to Europe, 
let's say you spend one week with them, and, th- and then you like you you, you separate. Em. You ditch them. Not ditch them, but you agree to separate. Like they go to where they want to go, and then you go where you want to go. I can see that being a fairly reasonable way of traveling. Like you don't have to spend twenty four hours a day with the other couple. Nah. Just you know, part of it, maybe just dinner time. I think that would be fine. It's a pretty big commitment. Yeah, it is a big commitment. But we like, well, like I said, we're not even at the point where we're talking about dates. It's just, uh, it was just, you know, see if you can get your uh, your your passport situation mm. clarified. And the next day, boom, it's there after not being able to find it for six long years. I wouldn't have, uh, I wouldn't have announced this out loud um, because. For every time it comes up again, now you don't have the I can't find my passport excuse. Now you're just going to have to find a way to change the subject. No, I mean, my wife has not renewed hers. I can keep using that story yeah, forever. You can use that one. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm in the clear. If I, if I decide, yeah, I really don't want to go, I'm like, yeah, no, Jenny hasn't figured her thing out yet. And so I could, I could just, you know, postpone the decision until that happens. Or you could just say, yeah, no, Jenny can't get one. Uh, they, they won't give her one. And then, you know, be like, well, why? And you go, well, she has a record. <laughs> she doesn't. That's, the way, but, that's uh, the way Kramer explained it. Yeah, well, you yeah, know, the, the, gover- the government frowns on yeah. uh, giving everybody one. Exactly. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. It's 725 on Rock 102. This is the sound of a family of four, <clears throat> all working away on their device. It's 728 with Bax and O'Brien at Rock 102. By the way, if you ever miss a Bax and O'Brien show, check out the Bax and O'Brien podcast. It's available on BaxandO'Brien.com. You can also subscribe through Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Spotify. And on this week's uh, Baxi's musical podcast, Dave Wakeling from the English Beat and General Public. He's got upcoming shows in New England in November, and uh, it's a very cool interview. You can check that out on BaxandO'Brien.com. And you can check out the three uh, Labor Day weekend stories and uh, vote on uh, the Facebook page. Uh, yes, on the Bax and O'Brien uh, Facebook page. Uh, and I'll read the – I don't know if uh, Steve has put that together yet. Well, we'll but give him a little bit of time. He's, uh, he's diligently putting it together now. I know I, I feel – I know a lot of people probably don't agree with me on, uh, on this particular point, but um, – uh, I I don't like the fall. So uh, one of the things I really don't like because it means fall is Halloween. So uh, I don't know how far out from Halloween it would be considered to be appropriate to put up decorations. I personally feel that Labor Day is a little early for Halloween decorations. Mm-hmm. But I did. Uh, I drove by a house yesterday, and I actually found myself thinking that that's cool. You know, you know. Um, I think Home Depot is probably the place where you can get most of these things now, of uh, skeletons of one form or another. You can get a dog skeleton. You can get a human skeleton. Uh, you know, all all different kinds of uh, things that are you know these now couple hundred dollars worth of decorations right just to put on your front lawn somebody had a, a human skeleton uh that they had propped up to the handle of their lawnmower oh. so that it looked like a skeleton was mowing a lawn huh. i thought that was kind of cool uh are they are they doing all the edging right or uh, just 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 doing the mowing which is more than some people uh, that i can think of um, but, but I just, I thought that was an interesting use of the skeleton decoration. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah. uh, it's, it's hard to find a skeleton who's willing to do yard work, but, yeah, uh, that's, yeah. uh, that's interesting. 
But uh, yeah, I just it's it's a it's a little early. Yeah. I uh, I was at Sonny's yesterday, and and they just do a fantastic job of decorating that place for Halloween. Well, I think they have the money to do that. Yeah, I, I think no, I think it's all rented. Uh, but the um, the decorations have not started to go up yet. Uh, but I know I yeah. know they will soon. See, now I, uh, fall is actually my favorite season of the year, and uh, so this is uh, I, you know, I listen. If I felt I could start decorating right now, mm. I would do it. But yeah. then I realized, hey, you know what? I don't really decorate much during the regular year anyway. So yeah. what's the whoop? No well, big deal. And I've always ignored Halloween for the most part anyway. So uh, that's because you don't know how to have fun. The most beautiful, most breathtaking. Part of New England. You've been a New Englander for most of your life, and you take it all for granted. I've been in, uh, well, yeah, you know, I mean, I don't count those first couple of years. But uh, no, 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 no decorations. It's too for bad. Guy. Too bad. I think that would bring some joy into your life. I don't, I don't think that's going to bring joy. We got news next on Rock 102. 736 with Bax and O'Brien at Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Yankee Home Improvement. Uh, this month receives 60% off installation with no money down, no payments, and no interest for a full year. Visit YankeeHomeImprovement.com and always use the keyword ROCK102. His local radio icon, Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. Uh, as it was reported last hour, the Holyoke Fire Department, assisted by police and ambulance personnel, aided two men on Labor Day who were injured in separate hiking and swimming accidents. We uh, only talked about the, the guy at the dinosaur tracks who slipped off the rocks. This is why I've always said hiking has never been good for anybody. In a separate incident, shortly after noon on Monday, the uh, fire department aided an injured hiker on Mont Tom. Uh, the department used its all-terrain vehicle to help a 37-year-old hiker who injured his ankle and was a- unable to walk. The hiker was found several hundred feet off of the access road for the radio towers on a section of the Metacomet Monadnock Trail. He was near the radio towers? Yeah. Aren't those uh, no trespassing? No, you can walk up those. Oh. You're not supposed to like open the door and walk in. Hmm. You're not supposed to drive up those either. Did the fire department find him sitting there doing that? You know, that Peter Griffin? Ah. Ah. <laughs> I don't think that was the way it happened, but it could have been. The hiker was brought out by firefighters and then taken by ambulance to Holyoke Medical Center. The area is popular for recreation, especially on holidays, and there were many people there. So if he had gone by himself yeah. on a on an off day, mm. he might not have ever been found. Yeah, mm. well, which is why you should never hike to begin with. Did you ever? Did you ever go up that road? I, yeah, actually, I just last year I took a ride up up it on the bike. Uh, the access road uh, to the towers. The, the or road, the... like the entrance, is right across from the, what used to be Tavern on the. What is it now called? Tavern on the Hill, or oh yeah, something yeah, like that. No, no, that, that that's not the entrance. Oh. This is on. Uh, this is you access this from. Where the old mountain park was. Okay. That area. Right. No, nope, never been up there. <clears throat> it's uh, it's about the width of a car, mm-hmm. and it's straight up. <laughs> and uh, halfway up is, the, or about well, three quarters of the way up, is that memorial that they have for the plane crash. Oh, the plane that crash, yeah. Back in, uh, I think it was World War Two, right? The 40s, I think. And uh, so there's that, but, it, 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 like, it's straight up, and I don't know how trucks and cars get up there. I was just talking to a friend of mine a couple of weeks ago who does maintenance up at those buildings. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, I took my box truck up that road, and I go, you took a box truck up that road? <laughs> like, 
Isn't there a cable that you attach to your uh, front bumper? And <laughs> yeah, like a gondola. Off? There, right. there yeah. actually should be because that's how <clears throat> steep that uh, that darn hill is. Yeah. You well, know? people shouldn't be hiking anyway. Why not? Uh, for the very reasons of these two news stories. Getting hurt. Oh, well, right. Re- I mean. Requiring uh, first responders to put themselves in danger to get your sorry ass out of the woods. Yeah, but isn't that what they're... Uh meant to do no they are meant to get cats out of trees and fight fires i don't think so i think there's more to it than that i'm not mm-hmm. a i'm not a big fan of hiking myself but i can i can understand why someone would uh what it would appeal to some mm-hmm. but i'm kind of with you on that john it's yeah. like you know every time i go i'm thinking well what happens if i get really tired and i don't want to finish right or if i you know hurt myself stub a toe uh, you know get whacked in the face of the branch not to mention the very definition of hiking i mean for most people, it's a walk on a pre-made trail. and It's a walk in the woods. Some people don't even do it on a trail. That's the thing that I would find to be no. uh, very unappealing. I would have to stay on a marked trail. But that's, that, then that is walking. You might as well go to the track at the high school. No, that's hiking. You're going through terrain <laughs> I, and woods. And... If I go to the track at the high school, why, why can't I call that hiking? Well, you could call it hiking. You could. Yeah. That's, that's basically just, you know, walking in a circle. Yeah, well, that's basically what hiking is. You're but walking you're not, on but, a line. True, but you're not experiencing the the joy and the smells of nature. Ah, please. Yeah, and that's, nice. you know, and I, you, you know me and in nature. I'm not, I'm not crazy about it. You're not seeing uh, cute squirrels uh, grab their nuts. Yeah, that's it's all right. More than uh, 7 million Americans are losing their federal unemployment benefits this week. The extended federal benefits offered during the COVID-19 pandemic expired as of yesterday. Individual states have the option of extending the benefits, but Massachusetts has so far refused to do so. Those receiving state benefits in this state are also required to now provide proof of ongoing job search efforts in order to maintain benefits. State officials estimate there are over 200,000 jobs uh, which are currently going unfilled in Massachusetts because of a lack of workers. Preparations uh, begin this week for the return of the annual Franklin County Fair. The fair was canceled for the first time in its history last year due to COVID-19, but we'll be making a big-ass comeback this weekend with the annual fair kickoff parade through downtown Greenfield Thursday afternoon. Oh, awesome. Oh, Thursday afternoon parade. I am uh, delighted to say that uh, (laughs) later on this morning we will have tickets to the Franklin County Fair. A Thursday afternoon parade. Listen, I don't if, think I've ever heard of that. If you collect all the heroin needles on the side of the road <laughs> in Greenfield, you can bring them to the to fair, and yeah. you can pop the uh, the balloons with the right. like darts. Not bad. Well, remember yeah. the old days in, uh, in in parades where you know people on floats would throw candy to the kids. Mm-hmm. Well, here in Greenfield, they throw hypodermic needles. I just I can't think of any time in my life that I can remember hearing about a Thursday afternoon parade. Well, if the 4th of July falls on a Thursday, you would. It would be in the morning. What about the Patriots parade that happened on a Tuesday morning? It would also be in the morning. Well, what's the difference if it happens in the morning or the afternoon? Have you ever heard of an My point is, have you ever heard of an afternoon parade? Yeah, the New York City St. Patrick's Day parade starts at 1130 and it goes until 2 in the afternoon. It's not about how long it goes, Steve. It's about when it starts. I've never heard of a parade starting in the afternoon. I didn't realize that you were such a stickler on the rules of parading. Well, I think it's common sense, first of all. And obviously the people of Greenfield, for whatever reason, on Thursdays, they don't want to wake up on time. Well, so they, they're sleeping in. 
Well, Franklin County is the sleepiest of uh, Massachusetts counties. Many uh-huh. people don't wake up until noon anyway. So you, you, you start the parade when people are most likely to see it. You put a parade up, it's like 10 o'clock in the morning. Most people can still be asleep and hungover from the night before. Uh, that's when you start parades. Says you. No, Man, says why, society. Why is gonna, why? Society has been holding parades at 10 or 11 a.m. since Some... the beginning of time, since the 1400s. Why does everything have to be so black and white to you? Can't can't there be times when people say, hey, you know what? Everyone complains about these early morning 11 a.m. Uh, parades. Let's do something <laughs> that people can enjoy. Huh? <laughs> oh, you get uh, Disney World, there's parades going all day long. Yeah. Look at the Big E. They do the afternoon uh, yeah. parade of states. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can go at 5 o'clock to the Big E, and they can do the parade of whatever town they're celebrating that day. Yeah, I suppose. Like It's like a Ludlow Day. That parade's going to happen at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, and it's th- a spectacular display. I don't think you uh, know anything about uh, parade etiquette to Believe begin with. Believe me, I've been in more parades than I care to count. Oh, really? Yeah, really. Name five. The Memorial Day Parade, the St. Patrick's Day Parade, the 4th of July Parade, the Columbus Day Parade, and the Christmas Parade. Name five more. The uh, Martin Luther King Day Parade, the Veterans Day Parade, the Valentine's Day Parade, and the Halloween Parade. Name ten more. The Thanksgiving. (laughs) All right. I think you're making a lot of that up. Yeah, I don't think you were in all those parades. <laughs> you don't know it's I like, wasn't. It's like stealing an act of valor. You're, you're just yeah. uh, pretending you're, I was in that parade of 1992. Yeah, yeah it's the same thing. <laughs> what about on Disney when they got that electric light, electric light parade? That's at night. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. Yeah. I'm talking about Disney yeah. World, how they right. have that. Mm-hmm. There's parades that happen all times of the day and night. All right. Mardi Gras. Mardi Gras starts at uh, 4 in the afternoon. You're not going to toss beads out in the morning, are you? No. Of course you're not. Anyway, uh, the fair runs through Sunday, September 12th, and there will be hand sanitizer in case you need it there. (laughs) Just so you know. Probably by a truck. Florida investigators. One of those big water trucks. Florida investigators say they may never know why a Marine veteran killed a Lakeland family of four he had no connection with. Authorities say Brian Riley confessed to killing a 40-year-old man, his 33-year-old girlfriend, and their three-month-old son, and the woman's 62-year-old mother. An 11-year-old girl was critically wounded. Polk County Sheriff's investigators say the 33-year-old suspect told him, you know why I did this. But Prosecutor Brian Haas said the only explanation so far is mental illness. Riley's girlfriend told investigators he had been staying for a week or that he had been saying for a week that he was talking directly to God. Yeah, this uh, guy. It, it was a horrible. These are, that's not even the details of the no. story, and I don't even want to repeat them. Very rarely uh, does the insanity defense work, but uh, just from seeing this guy get perp walked out of, uh, I think it was out of the sheriff's office or maybe into it, um, he definitely looks like he's going to succeed with that kind of defense. Yeah, it was just a awful, yeah. awful uh, details. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of parents uh, don't want their young children playing Grand Theft Auto, but these kids actually found themselves within the game in real life. Police in St. Louis arrested a 24-year-old man named Antonio Woods last Wednesday after he allegedly stole a go-kart from three kids, age four, six, and nine. But he didn't just push them aside. He pulled out a gun, pointed it at the nine-year-old, and demanded they give up the go-kart. Damn. 
Yeah. Jeez. They did. But they really wanted to drive that go-kart. Oh, he did. And he jumped in and took off. The kid's Now grandma. he's driving the go-kart. Well, he's Batman. He, he is. No, he's Batman. Batman. The kid's grandmother happened to catch it happening, and she immediately called the police. They caught up with the man, and he led them on a brief chase before crashing into a tree. He was charged <laughs> with robbery. Uh, police, or the uh, kids got their go-kart back, although it's unclear what shape it was in, and it wouldn't be surprising if the authorities added a charge for him pulling a gun on the children, but no one has mentioned anything about that yet. It wouldn't be surprising. No, of course not. But didn't you say he was charged with armed robbery? Yeah. Yeah. But is it worse when it's on a child? No, not necessarily. I mean, morally, sure. Why do the elderly get all that? Because uh, the elderly are special. They're not as special as a child. They are in the eyes of the law. I know a lot of elderly got a real chip on their shoulder. Mm -hmm. Oh, do you? Sure. I'm going to get really angry just because they're elderly. Like who, Cohen? Yeah, that guy. Mm. The other elderly people we know. <laughs> the uh, <laughs> Well, there's John. Uh, yeah. There's that other guy who works here. Uh, your Pioneer Valley forecast, which is brought to you by Fogbuster. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 753 and Foreigner on Rock 102. Some sunshine today with a high uh, about 78. It is 63 now in downtown Springfield. We were uh, about to talk to a woman excuse me, named uh, Beverly Jones. She is the author of a book called Find Your Happy at Work. <laughs> this is a, a book that will teach you <laughs> that uh, if you are miserable <laughs> at your job, there are oh. things that you can do, 50 ways, 50 ways. To, uh, to turn your uh, turn things around. And what, it all what, begins what with you. Like, what is she, like uh, Paul Simon? Fifty ways to leave your lover? Uh, no, no, she's not. Uh, she's not uh, quite doing that. But fifty ways. There are at least fifty ways to get unstuck, move past boredom, and discover fulfillment. So we'll be talking to Beverly Jones just after eight o'clock. Oh, that ought to be interesting. Well, you know, she's uh, very sincere about it, and she's written a number of books about the uh, you know workplace uh, uh, stuff. And uh, you know, maybe she will give her the two of us a little bit of insight on how we should maybe change our position. Not bloody lot, Well, you can't teach an old dog new tricks, I suppose. That's my, uh, that's my cockney. Yeah, it's not very good. You know, uh, this is a tragic story, but um, there, there was um, there's a place called Glenwood Caverns uh, Adventure Park in Colorado, and there's a, um, a ride there that is said to be the first ever uh, underground uh, it's a it's one of these things where you sit in a chair and and you're you're seat belted in obviously, and then the floor drops out and you drop like a hundred feet, and something went wrong. They don't really know yet what the details are, but a, a six year old girl was killed in it. But this park looks amazing. I mean, it it, it looks like where is this in Colorado somewhere, and uh, it, it just. It, it's it's like in the middle of the mountains. It was like carved into the middle of the mountain, Glenwood Caverns. I gotta, uh, I gotta do like a Google Earth search of it because it just it looks that cool. Yeah, it's in uh, Glenwood Springs, Colorado. Very very neat. Mm. It yeah. looks it looks uh, it looks fun. It looks amazing. I mean, up until the point where you know you can get injured on a ride. Well. But- I mean, I'd never get on one of those anyway. They they did have a uh, like a local TV guy, I guess, who did because the ride's only been up for six years, 
And uh, but just to look at the like, I'm on the main page of the website right now, and just the way this thing was put on top of the top of a mountain. It, it, it's mm. it's just so cool how they found this one area and they said, you know what, this is where we're gonna put the put the amusement park. And and it's even even the whole park is on an incline because you know the mountain is is going down from what looks like the uh, roller coaster at the top all the way down um, into another area of the park. But what a cool looking place! The uh, the Defiance roller coaster. It's yeah, got that's a, the other one. It's got a uh, 102.3 degree fall, uh, which is the uh, yeah. the the lar- the the largest free fall yeah. of any coaster in the western US. I don't think, 110 feet. That I, looks like a blast. I don't think that's it. Um the the ride was called the drop off. Um yeah, the drop. And uh it it's like um I think it's in that little wooden area down there on the left uh-huh. when you when you're looking at the uh, website. Yeah. Because it's underground. It, it's a, it's the only drop underground that does that. But uh, like I said, they had a local reporter do it, on I guess, on its debut six years ago. And there is just no way I would do that. Oh, John, my God. you're the biggest uh, pansy I've ever seen when it comes mm. to any ride. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, uh, I'm that, motion sickness. Like, like that water slide we went down with Greg Neffinger at Six Flags. I, I mean, just you, didn't want to go down with Neffinger. You were hyperventilating like a little girl. Yeah, because nobody wants to go on a ride with Neffinger. No, and it, it had nothing to do with Neffinger. It had everything to do with you being a wuss. Yeah, well. That thing was a blast. Steve and I went down that thing ten times that day. You went down once. I don't like it. Yeah, please. I didn't go down at all. You went down once. No, I didn't. Yeah, you did. You were sitting right next to us, hyperventilating as you did. Uh, I don't think so, dude. Uh, Steve, correct me if I'm wrong on this. He went down with us and was hyperventilating like a, like yeah. a little bitch. He went down. I did go down? Yes. You did go down, and then you get to the pool at the bottom, and you're like, Oh, my God! Oh, that's right. I did. Oh, yeah, my yeah. God. What a... Yeah. But, Steve, remember, I'm the guy who almost drowned in two and a half feet of water in Aruba. You were going down a slide and getting yes. wet. Yes, but the two and a half feet of water in Aruba was <laughs> compounded by the ten uh, green iguana drinks that you had on the boat. Yeah, it might have been. Oh, it might have been. Maybe I should have Maybe I should have been that drunk to get on a ride with Neffinger. Where's my walker? We didn't even know Neffinger at the time. It was uh, like our first time meeting him, and he uh, got on the, on the thing with us, and it, a big giant tube, and you know, Steve and I was having fun, and mm-hmm. Nevinger even was having fun, and you're crying like a little baby. You yeah. know, I just, I, you know, what cringes me about that entire thing? What? When the four of us were sitting in that raft that was made for people three times smaller than we were. <laughs> oh yeah, right. And, and all of our feet were touching. I know. Yeah, I don't Which like was that very gross. much. That was kind of gross. Disgusting. But yeah. you and I definitely weighed it down, so it went down a little bit faster than normal. It went a lot faster than it should have. And, uh, <laughs> it was terrific. It was, it was pandemonium. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, you did hyperventilate. It's, ah! it's 7.59, Rock 102. GG Inks. Scream. 
And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Benjamin Moore Paint, Cabot Stains, plus rock solid painting advice and expertise. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Well, folks, another big week for Springfield, Massachusetts, the birthplace of basketball, because this weekend is the Basketball Hall of Fame and Triman Ceremony for the Class of 2021. Paul Pierce, Chris Bosch, Ben Wallace, Chris Weber, they're all getting in following a jam-packed week of excitement. Now, you might ask, hey, Baxi, didn't we just go through this already? Yes, we did. In fact, we had the annual enshrinement six months ago to accommodate the last class whose ceremonies were postponed due to COVID. But hey, why focus on the bad stuff? We should be focused on what a big week this is going to be for the city of home, Springfield, Massachusetts. Now, you might ask, Hey, Baxi, what time should I get to the Mass Mutual Center for the enshrinement ceremony? Well, that's another interesting question because six months ago, the Basketball Hall of Fame chose to move the ceremonies out of the city where it sits and move all the excitement to Mohegan Sun, 68.6 miles away. 87.2 miles if you choose to take 9 south rather than 2 east, but either way, it's a bit of a drive from where the game was invented. Although, I do believe that Dr. James Naismith once said, You know what would make this new game of basketball great? Moving it all to Montville, Connecticut. Well, this time, Entryment is back at the Mass Mutual Center, and the ceremony happens to start at 7 p.m. Now, you might say, well, you know, Montville does have an exciting casino and a much larger arena to hold such an important ceremony such as this. And yes, that is true. But the folks at the Basketball Hall of Fame can see a billion-dollar casino from their front yard. And as far as the arena goes, the Mohegan Sun Arena can only cram 300 more people in than you can fit in the Mass Mutual Center. So while it's only natural the Hall of Fame would rather go to Connecticut, but since many of us complained about it endlessly for six months ago, I'm pleased to say the Hall of Fame has moved half of all the things they do right back to Springfield. And I think that shows great progress. Certainly, you wouldn't want the city to own the whole event by themselves, but it's a start, and that's good enough for me. But hey, and of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Pull up Rocky's September sales flyer in your phone or computer loaded with bargains on Scott's Winter Guard Turf Builder, Milwaukee Power Tools, Werner Ladders, and plenty more. What's on sale at Rocky's? It's always at your fingertips at Rockies.com. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock one. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 812 and Def Leppard on Rock 102. Sunshine today, high about 78. It's uh, 63 in downtown Springfield. Now, uh, John, I know that uh, you have a long-standing history of being rather disgruntled, not just about your job, but really about Every, everything. Everything, and everything I've been, everyone. And I've been trying to tell you for years that it's always about changing your uh, your your perspective, that it, you know, really happiness begins... Uh, with you, and I don't think that the uh, author uh, Be- Beverly Jones feels any differently from that. She's got a brand new book out called "Find Your Happy at Work: Fifty Ways to Get Unstuck, Move Past ways. Boredom, and Discover Fulfillment." Then she's on the phone with us right now. Good morning, Bev. How are you? I am great. I'm very happy today. Yeah, fifty ways <laughs> to get happy at work, huh, Bev? That's right, and a lot of them do start with your own attitude. I mean, so much here we go. With you. That's right. Sing it, sister. I'm right with with you. I'm right with you. A positive mental attitude can have a great deal of effect on someone's psyche. Nothing like victim blaming. (laughs) Go ahead. It's it's all about energy. I mean, you guys understand energy. It's rock and roll. It's uh, um, 
finding a way to uh, be fully engaged, that, that makes a big difference on your job. And it sounds like you may be disgruntled, but you're still having fun. Well, I'm an actor. <laughs> That's what I do for a living. Well, but, you know, obviously, in any work environment, you're dealing with many different kinds of people with different motivations, right. different points of view, and there are going to be clashes along the way when you're dealing with, with individuals. So when you're surrounded by people that uh, are annoying the living bejesus out of you, how do you take yourself out of that and focus on what you do as opposed to what worrying about what everybody else does? Well, let me give you a two-part answer. One of them is you manage yourself and your relationship with work, and you, it kind of starts on the inside. But you keep track of three things. One of them is why are you doing this? What's your mission? What's your purpose? What are your values? And, and if you keep aligning with that, that always makes you feel better. If you're working on a path that's right for you, the next thing is uh, you connect with the people. Who are you serving? Who's benefiting from this? Who's impacted by what you're doing? Sometimes it might be your own family. You know, you're bringing them the bacon. But when you're focusing on other people, that helps you feel better about things. And then the work itself. I mean, really, whether you're playing um, a game like uh, tennis or you're uh, working on your job, if you really put some energy into it, it's more fun. So you manage those things for yourself. But the second part is that you look at the people individually. As a, as a group, they may be driving you crazy. But if you think about those same kind of things, it gives you a way to understand each person. And when you start to understand them and can communicate, they become less annoying. When did you write this book? Well, I started it um, well before the pandemic, and I was pretty much through when in March of 20 when it um, all started. Yeah. And then uh, there was a delay, and I thought, well, you know, maybe we're all learning so much. So then I... Um, rewrote it last summer, kind of in the middle of the pandemic, and writing about joy is not a bad way to be isolated during a pandemic. And then finally, again, more COVID delays. And so it just came out um, in the last few days, but it was a long, uh, evolving process. But did the, you know, there has been this focus in the last six months to a year, I'd say, um, heavy, heavier focus on mental health. And, Absolutely. And I mean, that's why I asked about that. Were you able to use this latest uh, mental health awareness into the book? Um, well, fortunately, it was in the book even before we became super aware. So I had a good start in, in um, reading and studying and, and working with my clients. But it has continue to, uh, I think, change the workplace and change the attitude of employers and change our own attitude about how to take care of ourselves and what we deserve from our work. So it's it's been a very active interaction. This is uh, Beverly Jones on the phone. She's the, uh, written the book, uh, Find Your Way, you're, you're Happy at Work. But you've written other books, too, about how to, you know, manage, uh, you know, offices and how to be a good boss. And for, you know, for those who haven't read that book and are focused on, on, on your new one, you know, we have all worked for, for bosses that were impossible to work for for any number of reasons. Even when you're trying your best to do what's right for you in a work environment, if you still are being 
mismanaged or undermanaged or overmanaged for that matter, you still have to find a way to find extract some joy out of that. But if if you're finding it hard to do that, then how do you get to that point? Well, my uh, first book was called Think Like an Entrepreneur, Act Like a CEO. And it's all about how in any workplace, it's kind of like you have your own business. Um, you have an opportunity to reinvent what you're doing. You have an opportunity to serve your clients, maybe your bosses and the other people around you. And so if, if you think like an entrepreneur and keep looking for ways to add value, that can be engaging. Even if, even if you have a lousy boss and you're not getting any direction and nobody seems to care, if you can come up with your own games, your own uh, objectives, that can start. Another thing is you work on the inside of your head. Sometimes what's difficult in a, in a bad work situation isn't even the situation. It's that you make it worse because every day, and I'm talking from experience, every day you think, oh, I don't want to go to this job. Oh, I can't stand these people. Oh, I'm never going to get another job. Your inner dialogue can take a difficult situation and make it much worse. So if what you focus on is the future, I'm, uh, I'm going to make it through today, I'm going to do something valuable, but I'm going to do one little thing today that's going to start moving me in the direction I next want to go to. And as soon as you have a bit of a plan, and you know, even if you're just working on it a couple minutes a day, as soon as you have a plan and you're working toward the future, then the present doesn't seem like such a trap. You see a way out, and that makes things easier. So the book is called Find Your Happy at Work. Is it is it safe to say then if you eliminated the work specific portions of your advice, it could just as easily be find your happy at life? Is it exactly. is it pretty much carried over? It it absolutely is carried over. It's about how we need certain rhythms in our life. We need to have breaks. We need to have variety. All of those kind of things, and it applies it to work. But it also looks at the difference between work and play. Um, and there's not as much difference as you think. So if no, I'm miserable um, doing that too. <laughs> if, if you're on vacation, this might even it might even be helpful because it talks about the things that make people feel alive. What makes you feel alive? What's the things that really get you going? I'll let you know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I thought you might say music. No, oh my no, God, no, 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 Jesus, no, not if you hear it all day long. Years sitting here listening to the same eight songs. <laughs> <laughs> you see, Beverly, I think what you're dealing with here is a real case study in misery. Yeah. And uh, if you ever want to write another book about how not to behave. I think you should put John O'Brien on speed dial. And I'll expect a cut, of course. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Well, it sounds like misery may be his hobby. I mean, maybe there's some fun in misery for him. Well, you know, I, it's, it is a little ironic because I have thought about this over the years, and I've been very open about it on the air, and it's obvious for anyone who listens more than 30 seconds anyway. But, uh, you know, there is, there is a part of me that has turned it into somewhat of a professional success. And, and there were times in my life where I was worried that, geez, I don't actually want to let this go because maybe I won't be entertaining anymore. You're not entertaining now. Well, I won't be this level of whatever it is I've reached. <laughs> so it's all sometimes it's finding where the edge is, finding some place where, um, 
you're a little uncomfortable because that's when the magic happens sometimes. And I think uh, we don't want to just we don't want it to be boring. And and your edge can make you a little uncomfortable, and you get more creative. And maybe that's part of what what you're doing. It's a it's a way uh, to to not allow yourself to fall into the doldrums. Well, I can't imagine. I can't remember a moment when my eyes were open that I didn't feel uncomfortable. <laughs> So I'm working on that. <laughs> the uh, the name of the book is Find Your Happy at Work, 50 Ways to Get Unstuck, uh, Move Past Boredom, and Discover Fulfillment. Beverly Jones, we appreciate the time today, and best of luck with the book. Thank you so much. I enjoyed it. You bet. It's uh, 822 with Bax and O'Brien at Rock 102. Hurry to Gary. 825 with Bax and O'Brien at Rock 102. This is a story over the weekend. Of uh, you know the the Boston Marathon has been uh, rescheduled and it's uh, it's happening. Uh, let's see here. Uh, did it happen this past weekend? I don't think so. Uh, I didn't either. So there was uh, an article that came out the other day that said because of COVID, first of all, people will have to you know show that they've been vaccinated. Um, but they also are uh, frowning on what apparently is a big tradition of kissing people, strangers, at the end of the race. Uh, there, there's, you know, any number of people there at the finish line who are uh, taken by the uh, excitement of it and the, the winner coming across the line or whoever it is that they're, vo- they're rooting for without mm-hmm. necessarily knowing them. And uh, and there's been kissing, and and they're asking they're asking people to not do that, but they had a picture from I, I think it might have been last year, of a woman holding a sign that said "Kiss me, I use tongue." <laughs> All right, you know, after uh, someone has run 28 miles or 26.8 miles or whatever the hell it is, the last thing I'm yeah. thinking about is. Who can I make out with? Yeah, yeah, no, no, this is... And and I would feel that way as a runner, too. It's like, man, my feet hurt, but I really want to play a little tonsil hockey with someone at the the finish line. Exactly. And uh, this this gal, you know, she knows knows there's a lot of competition. She realizes she's got to stand out. It's uh, October 11th, by the way. Right. She's got to stand out. So uh, she comes up with this sign uh, that says, I use tongue. No, I'm all set. <laughs> I, I didn't. I, I mean, I, I didn't really see her because there was, it was such a group of people standing so close to each other. You couldn't really tell who was holding the sign. But uh, you know, I mean, I suppose I check her out, and you know, I think that's one of the reasons why the kissing tents have all been removed from the Big E this year. Right yeah. Up. Not gonna want to make this into a super spreader. I mean, I wouldn't mind going there and saying, "Hey, uh, listen, I didn't. Uh, I didn't even run. How about uh, how about you show me that tongue work?" <laughs> Come on, give me a big smooch. What, what do you, do you say? say? <laughs> it's 827 of Rock 102. September 831 with Bax and O'Brien of Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Table and Vine. For the best deals in town and expert advice, only at Table and Vine, Riverdale Street in West Springfield, or at tableandvine.com. His local radio icon, Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. A store employee was hurt during an unarmed robbery at an East Longmeadow convenience store yesterday. East Longmeadow Police Chief Mark Williams said the robbery at the Pride Market located at 618 North Main Street was reported just after 730 yesterday morning. 
Williams said the suspect, who was masked and wearing a hooded sweatshirt, was able to get money from the store's register before running away in the direction of Springfield. An employee at the store was injured during the incident and was taken to Bay State Medical Center but was expected to be okay. Of course they ran towards Springfield. That's where they came from. <laughs> well, you didn't, they didn't well, come they, from Long, East Longmeadow? Yeah, no. It's possible for someone in East Longmeadow to want to steal from their own. Yeah, when it's that close to the line... You know, it's like it's like the guy uh, that was shot last week. Um, I mean, my my understanding is, is that he he wandered into the uh, into the grocery store there. But uh, after being shot, well, uh, isn't that the best time to go get yourself a fresh grinder or a slice yeah. of pizza? Might might not be a bad idea at all. No, you got that uh, that mm. deal. You get the two slices of pizza mm-hmm. and the soda for a very low price. You know, not to judge a book by its cover here, but I I know for a fact. There are plenty of dirtbags living and working in East Long Meadow. Yeah, well, I still think, you know, you don't crap where you sleep. Williams said the uh, suspect who was masked and wearing a hooded sweatshirt was able to get money from the store's cash register before running away in the direction of Springfield. An employee uh, was expected to be okay at the hospital. He said the suspect is described as a tall, thin black man. At the time of the robbery, he was wearing black champion brand sweatpants and white sneakers with black accents. Police are reviewing surveillance footage and may release later images later on. The Mass State Police Crime Scene Services section has been called in to help the East Longmeadow Police in their investigation. Wow, that's pretty serious stuff for a convenience store robbery. Well, uh, they don't take these things lightly. Did, no, they, uh, did they say how much he uh, walked out of there with? They never do. No, it's not, that's really Nunya's mm-hmm. business. Then do you only take cash? I mean, uh, could he have taken cash and a couple of uh, uh, peanut butter cups, a uh, jug of water? Maybe some. Yeah, uh, you're not going to run with a jug of water in your hands. Man, I had some of those uh, deep fried uh, Reese's peanut butter cups over the weekend. How are they? Oh, <laughs> baby. You like it? Is that good? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. This was at the, uh, the three, three county, county fair. fair. Yeah. Mm. Were they actual Oreos or they Hydrox ripoffs? Well, I didn't uh, have the Oreos. Uh, they were real Oreos, and they were real uh, Reese's peanut butter cups. Okay. It was their peanut butter. But they also had. Uh, I didn't try the Snickers or the. Were they uh, Were they crispy? Did they have like a nice crispy uh, thing on it? There was it just like all greasy uh, stuff. It was a little greasy, but it was good greasy. Yeah, yeah. good, good, delicious. Oh, it does greasy. sound good. I hate it. There was a a little sleeve of. Um, of uh, apple maple donuts here last week, and I uh, I had several of them, and uh, they but but they tasted like like grease filled sponges. By the and third by the third one, I was like, "This is gross." And the problem with that is what? <laughs> when you're talking about dough, but it's yeah. fried in oil. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's the way they're supposed to be. Yeah, but you know, you'd think they dry it some point after the cooking I, process. I like my dough with a lot of dill in it. Yes. Yeah, I yes. bet you do. Yeah. A, a tarragon. Yeah, you never had uh, dill dough? Mm-hmm. Can, you, can, you, can you feel that yeah. as it's going down your throat? I put that dildo straight in my mouth. Uh, okay. <laughs> Piping uh, hot with right. the juice coming out of it. Oh, okay. uh, yeah. Oh, oh, I'm over the line. <laughs> yes, again, was it, was Stephen, it, you are over the line. I a man last week who wanted to know if it was okay to take an eight-year-old into bookends with him. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't. <laughs> I 
<laughs> yeah, who are you to be throwing yeah, around right. mo- your moral statements? I wasn't suggesting doing so. I was simply inquiring. Listen, you get the you you put your hands no, right on no, the dildo. Not, it and doesn't you, need to be more. You put a lot of dill yeah, into that okay. dough. Is it filled with anything? Oh yeah, it's filled with all uh, kinds of different right. stuff. All kinds. I gotta tell you something. It, it is great having my own studio. Is it really? Yeah. The things I can do in here without having to worry about having other people around. Uh, like learning how to turn a microphone on every <laughs> well, time. No, they... I I'm still working on that one. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, the opportunity it's for... It's my first day. I missed the class where the button gets pushed. The opportunity for uh, <laughs> bodily functions that you don't have to worry about being embarrassed are about. You, are you soiling the floor again? Not yet. You know what's funny? I can hear you all the way down the hall when you go on the air and he, like when you're doing the sports mm-hmm. and when you say, and the Rock 102 Pioneer Valley forecast, yeah. I can hear you and not hear you on the air, but going, and the, hang on, and the no. Rock 102 Pioneer <laughs> Valley forecast. It's very rarely been like that, Steve. Dangerous amounts of mold discovered inside South Hadley High School last week is being removed, and this requires that the building remain closed until further noticed, according to Superintendent Jamal Mosley. Crews began removing the substance Saturday, and work would continue this week. At this time, we do not have a return-to-school date yet. Return-to-school? You know, haven't even started school. If there was only some way these kids could do their schooling from their own homes. That's ridiculous. Well, Steve, that would require an outlay of technology that I'm sure nobody has access to. You know, one day the world will be connected to each other and we'll be learning uh, in classrooms uh, from Japan. Yeah. But uh, not, not today. I think that'll be the day when we have, uh, uh, what, is, what is one of the lines there? No arms and no legs. Uh which, uh, which one of them uh, lines from uh, 2525? I don't, I don't know <laughs> that one. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I'm not sure what year that is. I really don't know my Zager and Evans tunes well, that Well, damn way. it, you should. Yeah. He's too busy trying to learn all the li- the lyrics to one bourbon, one scotch, one beer. Oh, no, that I got down. Well, that don't confront me. Yeah, as long as I get my money next Wednesday or Friday. My uh, my Z- the Zager and Evans website is down, so uh, so I uh, yeah. not All getting. Right. The- what, what were you uh, looking for? Uh, yeah, your arms—they're uh, hanging limp at your sides. In the year fifty-five, fifty-five—that's what's going to happen. What were we talking about that I even started this? I don't even know now. What, what are you going to say? What was it, Steve? What, what was the story? Uh, about the mold in the school? Yeah, right, right. You ain't, yeah. Oh, and learning from home. Learning from yeah, home. this is. You're talking about the future when you ain't gonna need your teeth, won't need your eyes, you won't find a thing to chew, your arms are hanging limp at your side, mm-hmm. you won't need no husband, won't need no wife. You'll pick your son and your daughter from the bottom of a long glass tube. That sounds. Uh, wow, that's uh, all at South Hadley High School. That sounds like a, a horrible, uh, bleak future. No, no, it sounds pretty cool. Officials in Arlington say a coyote is responsible for attacking two toddlers in separate incidents Sunday night. Arlington police responded to Epping Street around 5.40 p.m. You know where Epping Street oh, is. Oh, sure, it's right off of Maine. After receiving a report that a child was bitten by a coyote. Officials say the two-year-old female was in her yard when she was approached by the coyote, which then bit her on the back and dragged her. Why do you keep saying coyote? Because that's how you say it. Shortly after, uh, police uh, res- uh, say another report for a coyote attack came in around 5.50 p.m. Were there any raccoons? 
No, there was no raccoons, just coyotes. Police responded to Summer Hill Circle. You know where that is, right? Yeah, that's off of uh, the, the <laughs> Benning. What was that first road? Uh, Epping. Street. Epping, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. You go, I think, left off of Maine <laughs> onto Epping and then right onto uh, the other one. Wait, couldn't you just take Elm Street? Well, you could do that, too. Uh, both of the children were taken to hospital for injuries that uh, appeared to be non-life-threatening. The incidents remained under investigation, but uh, they're telling you not to leave food out. Duh. Because these coyotes yeah, yeah. love food. Especially if you think it's a loose, wandering German shepherd in your neighborhood. So yeah. you start to feed it. Well, the kid was very young. How old are we talking about? The one I'm talking about? No, the one the story. Yeah, right. But the one the story, <laughs> you're talking about a child. Two, two years old. Two years yeah. old. I mean, yeah. how they how they going to know the difference between a, a, a hungry coyote and, uh, and, uh, and a anything else? German shepherd. Exactly. You know, I've uh, I've seen one of these coyotes uh, very early in the morning driving driving to work here. Sure, and uh, the coyote they, was driving to work. They do, and yeah, he was uh, yeah he with, was, ro- yeah. With, with with rockets on his yeah, so- yeah, stroller skates. Acme on the side. Yeah. I never really got to see a full glimpse of the driver, no, but was, I'm pretty sure he was driving with the sheepdog, and they both had their lunch bucks, <laughs> buckets. Hello, <laughs> Sam. Hello, <laughs> hello, Will. Um. But, but oh, it but it doesn't. They do in fact look like just stray dogs yeah. running the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah. typically though they're skittish and they really only approach you if they think you've got food on them or a roadrunner or a two-year-old. Oh, right, or you have like a paint which you could mm-hmm. like say paint like a tunnel on a brick wall. Psst. Uh, look, I'm looking for some food. You got anything uh, two, three years old over there? <laughs> Stop it. The little girl. Yeah, how much for the little how girl? How much for the little girl? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great reference. I like uh-huh. that. Yeah. The CEO of a Pittsburgh credit union uh, told a local TV station they had good intentions when they rolled out a plan to help the less fortunate, but outcry from customers quickly had this program shutting down. Lexi Simpson said, I'm all about helping people, but you didn't ask us. Simpson was one of dozens of credit union members who reached out to a local TV station, upset over uh, seeing what they thought was a new fee on their bank statements. She went to the nearest location to start asking questions and found a long line of customers in in a similar situation. Uh, There was a little little lady in there telling them she wants her dollar back. It was the cutest thing, but then again, they want to know where their money is at. So what happened was the CEO of the bank says, we're just charging everybody a dollar, every customer a dollar, to help the less fortunate customers in our banking system. What do you mean charging them a dollar, taking it out of their account? Taking a dollar right out of their account. Mm. And apparently the CEO says the money was going to customers who took a financial hit during the pandemic. He said they did follow proper regulations in notifying customers of the new fee, but acknowledged it might not have been as effective as it should have been. Their notification. Yes. Mm. He said the money will be refunded to all customers, and there will be an apology issued. Well, that's what I'd want. Yeah, the money should uh, expect the money should be back in customers' accounts by the end of business this Friday. I'm trying to remember, and, and when what should I, my apology arrive? Uh, a week from Saturday. Uh, I'm trying to remember what I did recently. Where uh, it was something that I did that I had set up, you know, where they could take money directly from my account. Some kind of a bill pay thing. And I, I just can't off the top of my head. I can't remember what it was. And they said that, uh, you know, just to test the authenticity, to test my identification, they were going to make a small withdrawal. Mm-hmm. And, they, you know, they, they referred to it as being cents. You know, like less than, way less than a dollar. 
Right. I've I've had and, that happen before. Yeah, I'm yeah. trying to remember what that would have been for. It's usually well, like when I uh, signed up for PayPal, they did that. That's when I think what it was. Signed yeah. up for Venmo or right. something like that. I think they some places do that. Right. Yeah, because a lot of these, a lot of times, these things are set up with phony accounts. And yeah. They just, they just want to be sure these are legitimate. Yeah. People signing up. Okay, so then do me a favor. Instead, how about you put a little bit of money into my account, <laughs> and then you'll be able to authenticate it. Well, that would be expensive for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They were taking money from you. But do you get are. the credit for that then? Uh, I don't I don't know how that works in the end. I've never if they, actually. If they take a little bit of money from you, why don't they just give you a refund I right away? That yeah. way they can test test the system. Yeah, I, I'm not that responsible. I didn't follow through on it. It's kind of like the, the casinos making money off those last five cents. You know, you can't make a bet on the machine with whatever, however right. many pennies you have left. Right. So then most people, and you can't, I don't even think you can get change back from the machines anymore. Not anymore. So, I remember when they first opened and I thought I was going to save all of those, you know, less than a dollar amounts of change on a slip. And at the end of the year, I'd cash it in and I'd have $40, $50. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, I believe there's a limit on how long you have to cash those in before they go bad. I think it's only like 90 days. Yeah, it might yeah. be something like that. And I and I never got around to it anyway. Uh, you know, how, that's like uh, trying to collect a bunch of cans and then bringing them over state lines to cash in for 10 cents. Nah. I crunched the numbers. It doesn't work. And what is this MI-10? Michigan, Michigan 10. Ask the postman. <laughs> At least uh, 17 people were killed in celebratory gunfire in Kabul, news agencies said on Saturday after Taliban sources said their fighters had seized control of Panjshir, the last province in Afghanistan holding out against the Islamist group. Leaders of the opposition to the Taliban have denied that the province has fallen. The Shamshed news agency said aerial shooting in Kabul on Friday killed 17 people and wounded 41. Uh, you mean the bullets come back down when we fire them up in the air? We thought God takes them. Panshir. Isn't that the master of the pan flute? Uh, no, you're thinking of, uh... That song by Led Zeppelin. No, no, Zamfir. Zamfir. Yeah, no, no, no. You're thinking of that song from Led Zeppelin on Physical Graffiti. <laughs> oh, that Steve was just making. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, right. No, that's Kashmir. Uh, I don't know. You know, these stories are... I mean, they're sad, the ta- the Taliban is taking over, but they're only like governing. They're not operating. So they said that the, the run on banks, the Taliban has made it so that you can only have two hundred dollars a week out of your bank account. Um, there's no groceries. There's no water. There's no system in place. That it's not like they just walked in you know, to a business and just took the business over and the next day, you, you know, you see a big sign that says under new management, but if you didn't know that, you would think it was just a regular day. That's not the way it is over there. They are they are trying to restart everything and, and you know, we and I believe the allies are all holding a lot of their money. So it's not. It sounds like it's just an awful, awful situation. Yeah, and it gets and it's declining rapidly. Mm-hmm. So with every passing day, there's there's more and more problems. Not only for us, but you know, for them to you know recapture anything they were before this war. I yeah. mean, they got they got their work cut out for them. 
The gunfire drew a rebuke from the main Taliban spokesman, uh, Zabula Maujuhid. Uh, avoid shooting in the air, but just thank God instead. Uh, bullets can harm civilians, so don't shoot unnecessarily. We are the kinder, gentler Taliban. You know, you don't get any less <laughs> noise from the gun by firing it into the ground. I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna use a gun for celebratory noise making. It doesn't have to be into the air. We like the rat-a-tat-tat-tat sound. You, you, you get that firing into the ground. Yeah, but uh, was it, don't the bullets ricochet faster when well, you hit the ground it, as opposed to up in well, the air? If it hits a rock, yeah. The, the video I saw yesterday. I mean, of Iraq. One of these uh, Taliban dudes shooting like an AK-47 into the air. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of his one of his buddies is also shooting uh, something, but points it down accidentally and shoots this guy right in the ass. And you oh, can hear yeah. this guy going, "No!" Oh! <laughs> See, that's the problem with not being a responsible uh, gun owner. No, but it was uh, it was pretty funny. It was kind of like one of them like redneck videos, like here, hold my beer and watch this, and yeah. then the guy blows his hand off of the firework mortar. When you see these kinds of things, mm-hmm. and they're just you know, and, and it's not just you know, it, you know, Afghanistan, but it's anywhere in the world where people will be like uh, shooting guns up into the air. You know, like uh, I think like uh, like in Uganda, they were doing that for a while. You mm-hmm. see all these guys, like you know, fifty guys in a jeep. You know, just hanging off the sides, you know, shooting up in the air. The cost of ammunition must be incredibly low in these countries where they can just well, waste bullets well, like that. I mean, I, I know I know that there are gangs here in the United States that won't do that simply because of the high cost of ammunition. When you have $19 billion worth of ammunition left behind, I, oh, I get really it. have it a just, hard time. It seems such yeah, a waste. I still think you'd want to hold on to it because, you know, it's not like it's an unending flow of ammunition yeah, that's going to be coming in. But think about it as like a guy who wins a couple of hundred million dollars in a lottery, never had more than, you know, a couple of thousand in his bank account in his entire life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and but- these people blow it because they go out and they're like, oh, I got millions of dollars. I can go buy whatever I want. That's the same thing with these Taliban guys. We got all this equipment. Look at all these stuff. Look yeah. at all these beautiful but stuff. But some of these guys have been blasting off rounds into the sky for the last 21 years. What's, if, what's that gotten them? If you're looking to run this country for the next 21 years and you don't have your own bullet factory, um, you might want to hold off on wasting them. Well, it's kind of like uh, you know, uh, when you're uh, when you're a hobo, when you're uh, picking up uh, old cigarette butts off the sidewalk because you can't afford a pack. You'll be picking up bullets and uh, cobble, and you'll be saying, "Let's uh, restuff these with different kinds of things, oh, and we can up reuse the them." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Put streamers in them. <laughs> Uh, your Pioneer Valley forecast today, it is going to be mostly sunny with a high of 79. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 82. It is 62 right now in downtown Springfield.